Welcome back, Rage Nation. Definitely not PR friends. Myself, Pete. He needs to stop, like, fucking getting cute with these kicks. John the Mountain Man Stokes. You're not putting them on my models, motherfucker. Chris the non-tech Asian. Put the tape measure up and get some wages. You, yeah, no, you really frustrated me. You walked away and you came back and your scalpel had been thrown across the room. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I will will share with you my one rage quit story. Dude, I'm a robot and I don't have a solo personality. This is going to be a really great opportunity for everybody to see how you effed up. Welcome back, Rage Nation. We are at it again. We got the boys with you, but Pete here. Got uh, the sad Chris. Got the... Uh, I, I mean, impartial Dixon doesn't seem to care about anything. And I care. Is- no, no, I care a lot. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, there's a lot of devastation here, a lot of bad touching. And then we got, uh, we got some more boring conversation with Jesse with us again. Whoa, what's Ooh-ah. up, Jesse? What are you drinking? Uh, I have a hard cider that I made myself with like 12 pounds of blueberries in it. Literally nice. 12 pounds of blueberries. So it's purple instead of. You know, yellow, like a cider would usually Talking be. about fruity drinks, when we were at Captain Con, that sports bar we went to had the fruitiest, most delicious drinks, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. It was Southeast Blackberry or something like that. So it was, pretty, it was pretty good. Dude, as someone from Puerto Rico, I always love alcohol and fruit. Like, it's just, the taste is just amazing. I see. Hey, yeah. Are you, see, are you got all the good rum down there. Alcohol? Not anymore, but I, I miss screwdrivers like a fucking crazy man. Like, <laughs> yeah, either pineapple or orange with a good vodka. Oh, man, that's so good. That's so good. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about this episode, the big drop. And I was so surprised by this. I was not expecting the errata to drop in February. I was thinking more like, I don't know, March, you know, late March, right around Adepticon. Nope, they dropped that some bitch right now. So we are going to talk about that. Jesse came on also to talk with us about just uh, Captain Con in general, how he thought it went, uh, looking at kind of some of the the layout of the standings and the factions that were brought, just to see if there was anything that because I, I always notice as a TO, you tend to notice kind of a bigger picture of what's happening in the tournament. So I always find it interesting to talk to the person that runs the uh, runs the damn thing. So we'll get into that first, then we'll hit the errata, and apparently there was some crying that Dixon got on uh, got on Facebook, so we'll share <laughs> what some people are thinking out in the wild. So before we get into that, though, make sure you guys are supporting us. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel. We just had a video drop on Brewmaster 2 to show people the uh, the goodness, the, the holiness that is Brewmaster Moonshiner. And a lot of good comments on that video already. Some people asking me if I've had people get salty over Brewmaster 2. Some people asking some questions about the mechanics. So just good conversation about it. Uh, Also, check us out on Discord. We have a Discord channel. We chat people up, show them cool pics of what we're working on. And then finally, if you want to support us directly, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ragequitwire, where you can support us for as little as a doll hair. That's right. If you just get a hair off a doll, you can send it. I'll give you the address. So getting into uh, Captain Con, let's talk about this for a second, Jesse. I'm just curious. So now that it's all buttoned up, it's been a, you know, a couple weeks or whatever, how did you feel about the events and how they kind of ran and how do you think it all went? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I think overall things went pretty well. Um, 
probably my big learning from it as a TO is just that, you know, I've run a lot of smaller events. Like, um, I think the biggest event I had before this was like 18, 16 or 18 people. I can't remember which. So this was like literally double the size of yeah. the next biggest event that I've done. So I've used a couple of like pairing apps in the past, um, like Best Coast pairings and stuff. Um, I had some kind of bad luck with BCP where we lost tournament progress like halfway through and then I had to go back and redo everything by hand. So <laughs> is that what took was... so long in like round two or whatever it was? Right. So <laughs> that was pretty miserable. And I committed to myself that I was never going to um, rely on an app to do pairings ever again until I did a bit tournament this big. And I realized how fucking long it takes to do everything, even with a fancy spreadsheet. Uh, without the use of one of those apps. So, um, and then we had a little bit of a kerfuffle one t- at one point because there was a team that forgot to hand in their score sheets during the, um, what do you call it? During the content creators invitation. I was so pissed, Jesse. We were all lined up to play that round yeah. and we got dicked up. So what really happened was um, Pete messed that up. I don't know how, <sighs> but he did. He, he's just trying to dodge me. That's really what it comes down to. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then kind of the same thing happened in Booty and Plunder. There was one round where like one person forgot to hand in their score sheet. And then I had to go like redo the bottom half of the pairing. So I'm going to be looking into some other alternatives for uh, pairing apps. I know if some folks have said Longshanks is pretty good. So I'm probably going to give that a try in my next event. Um, yeah. When you go to Longshanks or if you do the other one, the biggest part is, especially if it's a tournament that big, is just getting everybody registered. Yeah. Uh, just because you got to, if they don't have an account, you got to kind of front load the work and get them an account, get them yeah. kind of on there. Yeah, um, that's so kind of what I've seen, like with BCP and, and Longshanks. And I don't know, I have I know a lot of people use Bag of Tools. I'm pretty sure they use that for the Vassal World Series. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that seems to work. So you're a bag a of shot. tools. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. So um, look. Looking yeah. at, though, the, I mean, the content creator was, I, I feel like that was just a good, fun event to kind of loosen everybody up for Saturday and Sunday. Curse mm-hmm. uh, and I finished probably towards the bottom, which is fine. I, I don't know. If you were paired up to play Chris or I, I mean, you you were probably also kind of in that middle of the pack, kind of not doing great, couple draws. Booty and Plunder was definitely the one that I was more interested in. And you guys can kind of express what you think about this one too, because I was looking at it and first of all, this was a good tournament that had a lot of just really solid players and had some really good players in it. So it definitely was a good tournament to, to play in competitive wise, but I do find the spread interesting because I keep talking to people about how people think guild is like super good right now. But I mean, I'm looking at kind of the way the standings kind of set out and I think we don't see a, I mean, first off, there was only two guild players and they both finished kind of towards the bottom. I think they were playing bass and some other things. So Jesse, I'm kind of curious, just if you, you've been talking with a lot of people, why do you think some people didn't bring some of that good busted stuff that guild now uh, can bring? Well, I think that part of it is probably just that guild is not, and has not for a long time been a super popular faction. Mm-hmm. Um, I know in my local meta, it's the faction that people seem to be drawn to the least, unless they really like big stompy robots with Hoffman. Um, just because they kind of, I mean, it seems kind of dumb, but like they just kind of look the most normal. Yeah, and I was going to say, it, yeah. it definitely, it suffers from the human faction. Right. You right. know, that's kind of the thing you notice about them the most, I think. 
Yeah, exactly. So like a lot of newer players just don't get re- don't really get into them. And while I do think they are very, very competitive, only having two guild players in the field, I, I don't really feel like it's a, a good indication of their power yeah. level, even in a large tournament like this, um, especially because one of them is a relatively new player. And then another one is a player who hasn't played in like a year. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah, and I was talking to you about this, Dixon, because you're talking about jumping off the guild train. I mean, why are you jumping off of it if they're so good? It just doesn't gel with me. I, I apparently, and this is something that Dixon just sucks with them. (laughs) Yeah, like because I love movement and I love moving myself or other pieces, and guild doesn't really do that as much or pretty much at all. And I was doing well with like Lady J, and that's it. Like the person that I was supposed to be doing with the best, because, like, that's what most of my friends that play the uh, the faction, they said that Perdita 2 is broken and that I should be, like, winning every game with her. I'm not. I'm getting fucking destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I left the faction because, like, now it's getting frustrating and I don't want to play the game to be frustrated. So I went back to Neverborn about, like, a month ago and I'm loving life again. Uh, I just today I I had a friend uh I had a game with Maeve and I was playing Pandora too and getting back into the, the swing of things. Uh, Maeve actually taught me something, which now I'm trying to figure out. Um, all of my debuffs that I actually apply to my other models, I can just apply to myself and then turn them into buffs. I can make it into fast. I can make it into with Pandora too. And I didn't think about it for some reason. Like, it's so obvious, and I didn't think about it until until Maeve said it. And I was like, oh, my sweet Jesus. Everybody gets fast now. <laughs> and that's what I'm working on right now. Yeah, and that's cool to hear. I mean, Neverborn definitely, I know, is a pretty good sweet spot for you. I mean, looking at just the, the top end of the tournament, just the factions that finished, um, we had 10 Thunders and ended up winning it. We had Neverborn 2, Explorers 3, Bayou 4. Uh, Explorers 5, Bayou 6, and then we had Outcast, Explorers, Outcast, Arcanist, and I mean, it, it's it's a pretty good spread. There's a lot of different factions yeah. in there. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean those are the best factions, but at the top, it just means that good players played good crews and, and they won the damn thing. But Jesse, what about you? What did you notice about what, what type of masters did you see being brought a lot? What type of... Fa- like? Break down some of the things that you noticed about the meta that started evolving at this tournament. Yeah, I mean, so one thing that really surprised me was how few Rezzer players we saw. Yeah. Um, typically speaking, they're a pretty common faction. Um, I get the feeling just from looking at, you know, online tournament results and stuff like that, that they're pretty well represented. We only had one Rezzer player. Yeah. Uh, we actually had two, but unfortunately one of them... Um, uh, he, he may have over-imbibed on Saturday night, so he ended oh. up having to drop Sunday. <laughs> oh, <don't you> <laughs> um, so we had two, but we ended the tournament with only one Rezzer player. That was really surprising. Um, another thing that was kind of surprising, and this is not necessarily faction spread, and it's how much double master we saw at the tournament. There uh, was a bunch. There was a bunch. And that's something that I didn't really think about when I was putting together the score sheets was maybe adding a little section on each one just to note if somebody took a double master, right? just so I could use it for kind of compiling data um, after the event. So I don't have hard numbers on how many were taken, but I can tell you that walking around, there was a lot of it. Uh, There was a lot of it, especially in um, Explorers, 
uh, and Neverborn. I was, was going to say <laughs> there was, and I felt so bad. There, there was a guy that we we were hanging out with, and I think it was day one I talked to him, and he was like, you know, I flew out here to play in a tournament, ended up playing three games against five Neverborn masters. Oh, that's so funny. That I, is I was like, so funny. oh Jesus. Yeah, and that was that was the gentleman who uh, hasn't really played in a year, so he was yeah. just trying to shake the rust off and just getting just punched in the face repeatedly by punched in the face, punched in the second dick, master man. Nekama <laughs> and second master Pandora and crazy yeah. stuff like that. Jesse, yeah. so I, I got a couple of like men's, uh, mentions and stuff. I, I wish I could find my list uh, mostly positive. They really liked the tournament. They really liked the uh, the you know the way that you had to set up. Uh, but two things that came up about was one was the you know double masters being allowed. People were like, <laughs> you know, you know, back and forth on how they felt about it. And the other one was apparently there was like ruling differences between one day and the other, and there was no clarification yeah. on it. So yeah. what ended up happening with that, just to give you guys some idea, there was one situation with uh, Landon uh, who ended up winning the tournament. Um, where we actually ended up having different TOs uh, for Booty and Plunder and for the MCCI. So um, Adam and myself ended up playing on the Boring Conversation team. Uh, Jake was originally going to play on the team, but he wasn't able to make it for the Friday event, unfortunately. So another gentleman from Massachusetts ended up stepping up and offering to run the tournament on Friday for me so that I could play and not have to try and do both at the same time. Uh, But that led to a different ruling from on two consecutive events uh, for the same rules interaction. Um, After we kind of talked it over, you know, after the event, it looked like potentially I had ruled it wrong, but then I've been talking to some folks online in the Vassal World Series uh, that do the FAQs for that. And it seems like it's still a little bit up in the air. It's kind of a hazy one. It should be up in the air. It's actually one of the things that I was going to talk about. Yeah. So the only thing that makes it up in the air is that, um, Runic Siphon on Ivan, and just for anybody who's wondering, the rules question was, how Lucky. does changing positive flips into crows for Ivan's Runic Siphon interact with Luck Thief on Gwyneth and I think Winston and I guess Pandora too has it as well. Um, uh, the, doesn't the new... Um, Lynch. Lynch too. Yeah, the new Lynch has it too. New Lynch has it too. That was, that was the... What it oh, it was, was Lynch too. Yeah, it was okay. Ivan I thought you were shooting Lynch Gwyneth. Yeah. Okay. So at any rate, the ruling that I came up with was that um, attackers uh, effects happen first, which, which would is mean how it is in the rules. Right. <laughs> um, but there is actually an official uh, FAQ for Luck Thief from Weird that says that it takes place immediately uh, before anything else comes to a um, But that's before pass. terrain. And they specifically put that FAQ mm-hmm. that it's before terrain modification. On the, in the rules, it says attacker, mm-hmm. and then defender, and mm-hmm. then I'm assuming terrain. So yeah. the attacker, wouldn't the attack? This is why it's up in the air still. This is why it's, it's up in the air. The attacker should modify every. It says it in the rules. Attacker right. first. It, yes. Yeah. It, it's. We'll, we won't get into a deep dive on it right now. <laughs> no, that, but suffice it to say, it's it's a yeah. little hazy, and we, I'm not confident in the ruling that I gave on it. Uh, and he got to, a different ruling on it on day one. Yeah, so, weird, yeah. weird to 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 comment on that specific case because the mm. whole you know the whole with concealing. Yeah, that's I see that one hundred percent because you look at the attacker, then you look at the defender, and you look at the the modifications. It's but this is completely different. 
and they need to they've they've ruled on the Gwyneth Maddox with concealment. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you just I don't know it it, it just it can get ruled a couple of ways, and so I, I think the basic thing you need to do is when you know Luck Thief's on the table, or if you're running a master model that you know you're going to run a lot with Luck Thief, you just talk to the TO because you yeah. want to know what? They can rule it a different way, and nobody from Weird is going to come in and shut down the tournament because they ruled it different. Exactly. That's so you right. got to deal with it. But, like, yeah. still, in the errata, they didn't even, like, care to put it in an update or anything. They said, no, our last ruling explains it, that it still works the same way, as if it answered anything. But it doesn't. <laughs> and and yeah, unfortunately, I mean, like, I agree, but I'm also super biased because I love Pandora, too, and she has it. So I, every single time I try to explain it to up, somebody, Dixon. yeah, it, it's exactly the answer. It's like, shut up, Dixon. It's like, no, dude, this is how it works. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I, I could probably talk for 15 minutes on this one specific ruling, but it's let's exactly, not. We'll move on. Absolutely. Yeah, let's just move on. Yeah. Let's just move yeah. On. We'll so, move I mean, look, getting back to the tournament, I definitely, definitely found that was interesting. There was a crap ton of Neverborn, which, yeah, I guess, sure. I mean, and I mean, the, you say and that, the but, Neverborn that did the best were double yeah. masters. I mean, you say that there was a crap ton. Really, there wasn't. I mean, as compared to the other factions. So, like. You look at it, and I think it comes up at six Neverborn and seven Explorers. Right. Um, and then there were, like, five Thunders, I believe. Something like that. So the spread's fairly close, aside from Guild and Rezzers being way down low. Now, um, Jesse, yeah. I'm curious to get your thought on this, because we've already talked about this last week, so I really want to get mm-hmm. your opinion on it. Sure. So we were talking two episodes ago when this comes out that basically explorers were probably in an okay spot because all these titles coming out were pretty strong and can combat a lot of the new stuff that's coming out with the explorers. So that being said, now that we have the actual Rada, mm-hmm. do you think it was a little heavy handed considering how good some of these titles are that aren't going to be touched for at least six, seven months? Ooh. Um. So I feel... <sighs> How do, how do I put this delicately? So here's, here's the That's deal. That's the great thing about so, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Nexus, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Nexus and Ivan. Nexus 1 and Ivan 1. Uh, in all the games that I've played as Explorers and all the games that I've played against Explorers were probably two of the top three negative play experiences in the game, in my opinion. Um, Nexus is, you really have to know how to deal with it. You can't just go in and play your game and hope that you're going to be able to power through it. Like you have to understand how the crew works and how to come at it kind of sideways. Otherwise you're just going to get absolutely like rolled. Um, and Ivan had the ability to deal with most any tech that you could bring to the table aside from like a couple of very niche pieces and just it's like, okay, fine. You don't take willpower six. I don't care. I'll just hit you at min three from 10 inches away with positive flips on everything until you're dead. Um, Kill them until they're dead. Yeah. And I'll summon stuff in your face and I'll chew up a bunch of your AP. Like, I've played Ivan a lot. I've, I've got probably like 30 games with Ivan one. Um, and I'm not a great player. I don't think I'm a fantastic player like tier one by any means, but I've I've lost one game with him ever. And he's so easy to just absolutely punish people and pound people into the dirt with um, that I do feel like he needed um, some adjustment. And quite frankly, I don't feel like the adjustments that they made to him are excessive. 
Um, I, I still think he can, generally speaking, do pretty much everything that he did. Um, there's a couple of neat little tricks that they took away from him, and they made it so that Winston doesn't just stand there every turn healing him for four and drawing two cards, which was really stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I don't think this guy's falling for Ivan players. I, I think he's okay. I wish they hadn't taken Terrifying away from Brocken. I mean, that's kind of my only big beef there, but... Can you yeah. explain why Explorers don't rank in the top three placing in most tournaments? Well, they did in this one, but... <laughs> yeah. No, they, they actually did in this one, yeah, so, but yeah. generally speaking, when you look at tournament results, yep. Explorers don't place top three. With... Only in your area. In online and like other places like Australia, they are. They're like top eight. Two to three yeah. players make a top eight constantly. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, I can't really speak to that. I'm not trying to dodge the question, um, but I only have experience with the tournaments that I've been in and played at, or that I've run and played in. Um, I haven't really followed Vassal online results. I don't really know how other metas do with yeah, them. Yeah, I don't. Do, um, I don't follow Vassal either. I just follow yeah. Face, I just follow you know weird place in Facebook, and I always look at all the top tournament results and yeah. LVO uh, and stuff yeah. like that, and I don't ever see explorers. Gotcha. You know, yeah, I, I would say that my my kind of concern with explorers before titles came out was that there you had to have a really good reason not to pick Nexus or Ivan for like basically everything. Um, all their other masters are, are pretty good. Jed's is pretty good. Um, I mean, they're all, you know, decent, but those two masters kind of stood head and shoulders above pretty much everything else. Um, I think that knocking those two down a peg actually kind of levels out the playing field across explorers. And then the Burns titles really help a lot. Uh, like I think Cooper two is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I do like yeah. Cooper two. Yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. Yeah, Soapbox. yeah. I mean, so obviously, and it was funny because just talking about, because we knew the Errata was coming out eventually, and I think there was enough negative play experience, like Jesse was saying, that I think most people knew that Explorers were going to get nerfed. And there, I was talking to somebody who were like, man, you know, it's like you guys have an insider track. And it's like, not really, but I mean, if, if you know how games kind of ebb and flow, there's enough complaining about the Explorers where you knew a couple of Masters were going to be touched by the nerf bat and they yeah. definitely were mm -hmm. there was definitely some surprises on here so we'll kind of get into that yeah. but since we're on the topic chris i mean looking at your explorers what are what are some really disappointing things that you you really didn't like seeing with with the errata because you and i were talking about it a little bit last night where you're like man this is just a little too far just let it out chris i see you do it i can see it in your face man <laughs> I don't want to make this podcast a negative experience. Well, no, we're, oh, we're going to talk about you know I mean, things on there. I mean, they I'm just saying... they took they took everything down a little bit too far. I mean, it just in my in my opinion, they um, let me pull up my notes here. I, I don't think you got any buffs, right? Did you get any buffs? They made Alpinists work the way that they were supposed to work. <laughs> I guess you could call that a buff. I mean, so, that's not a but, buff. I mean, that's how I know. You, you were supposed to. That's how you're supposed to play them in the first place. Now they just yeah, I know. made it fit. Yeah, they clarified it. That's it. Yeah, yeah no, no just, buffs. <laughs> just wow. the amount that they took away. I mean, the archivist, uh, the taking away ill omens is just a total kick in the nuts. I mean, it, it's. He needed to be placed in keyword and forcefully placed in Cadmus keyword, and that's where Ill Omens was really supposed to meant, like really meant to shine, because Nexus is you know going to be so far behind the curve when it comes to pass tokens because they're summoning eyes and ears, you know, three a turn, 
you know, you've lost the the initiative flip every time. And, you know, at least with the archivist, you had a chance. And now you you just don't at all. Well, I think the one of the big ones, that, and the, I think Nexus is going to be the one I'm most curious to see how it comes out of this because yeah. it's really going to play very differently. Like the whole Berserker Husk factory of, you know, turning an eyes and ears into a husk and then it goes and slams into yeah, something. I'm not super upset about that, though. Well, what I'm saying, though, is the Citizens of Malifaux makes it where the model's already activated. So yeah. you're not going to be able to do that that turn. You just have yeah. a model sitting there. And, yeah, you're not giving your opponent any pass tokens, but it's not something you can do actively in your turn. And it's just... I don't I don't love summoners who summon shit and then it just has to sit there unless it's a cheap thing like a piglet, right? So I don't know how Nexus is going to come out of this one. I mean, but still the husks, you're going to have two turn two that can activate, that can activate turn two. So, I mean, I really, you know, that is not that huge of a deal. And I actually like Nexus's upgrade, uh, the, the will of many. Um, they reduced the TN by two. So mm-hmm. now it, it, you know, instead of needing eights, you know, end of turn one, you, you only need, you know, sixes typically, which is great. Phenomenal. The one downside of this is now, uh, instead of it being two irreducible damage, now it's just two damage, which is fine. I mean, you know, again, you could work around that. I didn't, I didn't find myself really, you know, trying to get parasite tokens on models to cause the two irreducible damage. I just wanted to get parasite tokens on models to tick, you know, tick the, the one damage or mm-hmm. one one heal every time, which is perfectly fine to me. So the Will Academist is actually going to be phenomenal. I really like that. Yeah, but, uh, TN is 10. I looked it up on the app, and it is 10. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the app itself, yeah, Citizens of Malifaux. So effectively, the TN would be like 13 for the second one. Yeah. So yeah, no, they did. They kind of they screwed it in the pooch, even on that. It's crazy. Yeah. And then um, with English Ivan, the uh, penumbral converter, reducing it from six inches to two inches. I mean, that's again, it's not a huge deal, but taking away the damage on the summon and taking away Umbra keyword is, I mean, huge hits for him. Oh, they made him like squishy. He's a marshmallow now. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Holy shit. Well, I think the one that Chris was most pissed off about, though, was Mikhail. Bro, that was unnecessary. Well, he went down to. Well, it was completely unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah, because and I was going to get him going. Foul, unnecessary. unnecessary. It's (laughs) it's seeker. It's a seeker keyword. So the the whole com the whole the whole idea of his move stat went up to five. It's a bubble. So it's a bubble. So you move your bubble slowly up the field, and Mikhail was your one non insta kill. So the damned great model, obviously, it can jump all over the board. Two hits makes it go down. I mean, it's not hard to kill at all. Mikhail actually had survivability. That was the one piece that gave you a little bit of maneuverability, a little bit of board control when it comes to Seeker. So now you just have a bubble, and it's just it really destroyed the Seeker keyword. I like well, the fact that it's a move. Don't get me wrong. That, that does work in some ways. But the place was just well, and not only that, it's a five-inch move towards the healed model, so that kind of limits where you can place them, even with that, right? 
Well, yeah, now you're going to have to take the Alpinist as an auto-include in order to move through models because you're not going to, I mean, it's going it's a solid bubble crew and you're going to just, yeah. You're yeah, going to have to take the Alpinist shit. in order not you to are, screw yourself over. You already taken the Alpinist, though, so it doesn't seem to change your play style. No, I don't, I don't, I never took the Alpinist. I thought that you took the Alpinist on that cruise. Was, that was back, yeah, back and Yeah, he was trying it out with... Oh. First couple of weeks, man. I can't remember who he tried it out with, but he tried it out with somebody. I it tried it out okay. with a couple of different ones. It's all right. I mean... Okay. Uh, last one that I definitely think there was much rejoicing was when Calypso got touched. Um, a lot of his stats got reduced. Uh, his stupid explosive crap went down to one damage instead of two. And then they removed the massive tentacles trigger. Just um, off the auto hit. Yeah. Which is, which is better great. than what I thought they would do, but <laughs> I still. Don't... Oh, my God. That's reducing so him from a six defense to a five defense is just. it. He's a robot. He shouldn't be defense six. He's a I big mean, metal. He should be. He's a big metal hole. Maw, Mecha uh... Maw is a big metal robot, and her defense is only four. <laughs> I understand the reason. Consistency counts. Yeah, yeah, I understand the reason for it, and yes, but it's like it's a specialty of the faction. So there's two robots that are defense six. I was like, okay, that's not bad. And it now is. there's only one. There is literally only one robot that's decent defense. Defense six, six with armor <laughs> two just feels so bad. Yeah, and you're happy to have it, don't you? Because it's only Bayou that has it now. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut up, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mention that because we don't want no, it's fine. Yeah. There's not even there's not even a robot in Bayou, it's fine. I, mean, I didn't so I no constructs. I, I saw so many different ways to get rid of Calypso off the board. He wasn't an auto clue in my lists. I yeah, there, yeah. there are there are tech picks that you could bring to counter it a little bit. Absolutely. Play around it. Uh, the one thing I didn't like, I didn't like the massive tentacles, just like well, let's push shit and do auto damage to it, but you know it, I mean, is it, still, ha- it still has that. Yeah, at least you got to work for it, though. <laughs> Wait, does he have it? Because I thought that they removed yeah, it. Yeah, no, the, he has it on the melee attack. He just doesn't have it on the auto hit. So the auto hit oh. is remove all destructible terrain within what three inches. Jesse, is it three inches? Yeah, two, I yeah. believe so. Yeah. Okay. And then well, if you got the tome trigger, it just auto massive tentacles and yeah, hurt yeah, another... everything by one. Yeah, yeah, they I'm took it off thing. a thriller driller. Yeah. yeah. Now no, you no. actually have to hit something. No, no. I'm just saying, get another thing from the notes that's, you know, not very clear because it just says, in general, massive tentacles triggered, removed, period. Like, there was yeah. no other, like, from this attack or anything. Yeah. It's just massive yeah. tentacles removed. <laughs> oh, that's Uh-oh. not good. I think we lost Pete. Oh, God. Well, okay. like I'm just going to answer the thing. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, thing that I like, Botungan are nice. It's, nah. it's like that's the only thing. Literally, if you think about it, Jesse, what do you think? Tell me what you like. It's like Botungan is basically the only thing that got like a nice thing because I got F two. Uh, Changeling got F. I mean, but... I <laughs> Blood Rage. Blood Rage is no, Blood yeah. Rages are good. I mean, yeah, I you're right. You're I right. felt like I felt like Blood Rages were already kind of on the verge of being takeable. I, I mean, yes. now they're. Actually, I think very pretty good. good now. Yeah, you're right. I, I shouldn't say that. I, I should say, like, in a very objective way, yeah, both Botungan and Bloodridge definitely got enough that maybe now they're, they're picks. So I have to, like, play yeah. more with Botungan yeah, now. Because sure. I definitely I, I do, like uh, the, the fact that they have hard to kill. I do think that 
so like the black blood shaman change i feel like really needed to happen because i felt like that was probably one of the most offensive models in the faction i think um, the change to relish in blood i agree with you and maybe the whole blasphemous ritual thing with ancient yeah. ritual but blood clot i don't see the reasoning i really don't yeah, i don't I mean, the the blood clot thing is kind of weird like that seems yeah. like it's kind of tacked on to me the blasphemous ritual and relish and blood changes needed to happen though. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I that's... I have to agree. I don't know if both of them are one. I mean, I'm hoping that they actually play this is it enough that this is yeah. fine. But like, I saw the block plot and I was like, why? Like, yeah. it wasn't broken. It's weird. I don't get it. Yeah, but the, the changelings. Thing, I don't even bad. know when you play them. I haven't figured it out. I've Who looked does... at them like three times and I'm like, I can't. I, so this I, is the I, problem because I, I actually played them. Okay, so this change makes it so that my playstyle is dead. Like, I cannot play my playstyle anymore. I used to bring two matures. With Welcome matures. to Explorers. Correct. No, I <laughs> What are you talking about? I'm not the only one, bro. Like, I'm not saying this because I'm a special snowflake. I'm saying this because this is the same feeling that I saw when I was looking at the weird place. Like, a whole bunch of people are like, there's one guy that I felt really bad for because he's like, seven out of eight keywords that I play, I can no longer play the same way that I used to. Like he he was so fucking down, and I felt for that. I, I felt for him. Like I was like, damn, that's bad. But yeah, no, I look at the changelings now, and I'm like, are they trying to make me take these as my beaters? Because that was what was missing for Lucius. Lucius doesn't have any staying power. So yeah, he has a lot of tricks to scheme, but everything that he has to scheme is made out of papier mache. Two mature nephilims, and then that's it. Some Which, but that's models. I mean, but that's the thing is the, yeah. Two mature nephilims is more than enough for Yeah, it's bonkers. No, no, it's bonkers. It's ridiculous. But that's that's actually a problem with the keyword. Yeah, that's a huge problem for the keyword because matures are not mimic or elite. They're just minions, and they happen to be really good minions. Dixon, you need to pick up from where you said. Correct. Changelings are supposed to be the leaders now. So, okay, Uh, yeah, and like. It's basically like saying that changelings are supposed to be our beaters for the elite or mimic keyword. And that entire keyword was hanging by a thread because we don't really play with our keyword anymore because Lucius 2 likes the super elite crew of awesome big beastie models. And I don't mean elite as in the keyword. I mean as in like, give me the biggest hard hitters and we'll make it work. It's annoying. Yeah, so they got rid of just like you off of changelings. Yes. So- and no, no, mm-hmm. dude, that's that's actually enormous because just like you, it was broken. I'm not gonna lie, that was like super OP, and you could play changelings with like four out of all of the masters in, in Neverborn, four out of the eight. So half the masters would bring one of these fucks just to increase their threat, right? But this is the problem. They didn't they took away power from Lucius, who was already hanging by a threat. So now what the hell is Lucius gonna do? with his keyword. Like, he no longer plays with his keyword anyway, because now people are going to be playing Lucius, too, and just bring in, you know, big beastie badasses. And that's it. Well, if they're, if they're not doing the copy actions and things like that anymore, then what the hell are they supposed to do? That's exactly the problem. Like, they're losing their own identity. And that's actually a huge problem that I see throughout this entire um, fucking errata, is that... I, they need to buff other things. And I know that they said that time, it takes time to do all those changes. I'm just hoping that what they did now can hold off long enough for the changes next year. Well, it looks like they just tried to make him some kind of weird scheme runner or something. 
No, it hits hard. It hits for three damage. That's it. <laughs> I'm joking. Well, I mean, I'm I mean, kidding, obviously. Yeah, I mean, sidekick is, I mean, it's pretty good. It's, it's like by right. your side, except balanced, <laughs> you know. Except for it's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, having a by your side, you know, move five model with stealth that can pick up terrain markers in this new know. terrain marker meta, it's not horrible, but... No. um. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can see uses for him. Like, I don't think I would ever go out of my way to try and use him in melee. I mean, one, two, three damage track, even though you're treating the negatives as positive, still isn't great. It's not good. It's really not good. Yeah. Um, their bonus action's okay, but it needs a six, which is kind of not awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only things I can really see taking them for are sidekick and on the wrong side. Yes, and that's pretty much it. And, and it's so you know the saddest thing is now he's still gonna get picked by more than half the masters in in Neverborn, but not for that. They're just gonna pick him to remove ter- uh, terrain markers. That's it. Yeah, and I mean, quite <laughs> frankly, it's a it's a four stone significant model with stealth that has a really 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 long movement range because you get the twelve inch sidekick plus a walk five and an interact. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Actually, also, I mean, quite frankly, they're probably better than Wicked Dolls are. That's, like, <laughs> that's what point. I was going to say. That's literally what I was going to say for like like two more points, though. So Two more points? No. Oh, yeah, because like, Wicked Dolls are Wicked still Dolls three. Wicked Dolls are three. Exactly. And change. Oh, yeah, but this is out of keyword. Yeah, See? I follow. Yeah, so unfortunately, yeah, they get that. And it's kind of funny because like sometimes you can actually draw cards from them because you can, yeah, I don't know, trigger something that makes them do an action. And they still have, you know, following orders, so they get to draw a card. And I honestly, overall, I think that the changelings are a different model. They're like, not they killed the old uh, changeling, made a new model, and just <laughs> put the name changeling in it. I don't know if it makes sense. No, no, that does. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you didn't get entire keywords. I lost a model and gained a model. So, I mean, see, you're complaining say what you about will. one model. You gained Bruh. like a model and a half. I lost two. Well, yeah, two mod. Two of my models got F and the A, and two of my models got you know, to do the F and the A thing. Like, because <laughs> yeah, Plutonian so... and Bloodrich, they're actually really good. But the Black Blood Shaman can no longer become a a mature, and the Changeling died to turn. You know, our, the Changeling is dead. Long live the Changeling. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that happened. <laughs> so there were two things that I forgot to bring up whenever we were talking about the Explorer Errata here. Bring thing it. number one, Jesse, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll agree with me here. The effigy and the emissary was mm-hmm. screwed royally. Now there's Oof. like almost no reason at all to bring the effigy. Um, I mean, lead the way is still great. Don't get me wrong, but now. To, to have to trigger that one heal off of a opposed duel with an enemy model. Oh, God. God I mean, forbid. <laughs> they, you know, they should have changed it to three or greater, or even four or greater, something. I don't know. I, 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 think I don't think anybody feels bad for that. I, yeah. I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm frankly not even bothered by it. The fact like, that I've taken the effigy and the emissary plenty of times. Um, I frequently, with Ivan, take the effigy with the upgrade. Yep. Um, just because I use him for lead the way turn one and then whatever turn two and then sure, he's a yeah. big lion turn three. Like, that's just kind of my jam. It's what I did. Right. Um, I can probably count on 
two hands the number of times that that Heolara has actually been relevant ever. Now, I don't play Seeker, and it's a different animal in Seeker. It's kind of a but that's when it was that's the keyword that it was really offensively good in. And Seeker, and I feel like the change that they made is um, appropriate because it reigns in how super not so good it could be in Seeker without drastically affecting its usability in the rest of the faction. I was going to ask you if, like, that changes take the hit being good on the keyword at all. I mean, on the emissary at all. No, not really. Okay. That's still great. He's still, like, defense still seven, man. I mean, he's, he's a great model. Yeah, he's, literally, he is a great model. Th- that is the one thing that they if they had to change anything on the model, it probably would have been bringing him down to a defense six from a seven. Because that defense seven would take the hit is pretty brutal. I was so shocked when I saw that. I was like, God bless it. Why? Why is he still defense seven? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, overall, I think it was a fine change and it just made for a more balanced experience when playing. Yeah, I think people will still bring him to protect their master and protect their, you know, important shit. So, He, he does basically everything that he used to do, minus a ridiculously reliable heal. So. I don't know. Chris is making faces at me. <laughs> he was expecting you, uh, you know. Unity. I was expecting I someone to, you know, have my back here. I mean, no, yeah. nope. Sorry, no. sorry. I mean, they they hit it pretty hard. Uh, Nobody took the hit for you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the second thing that I wanted to bring up is y'all oh, were ahead. y'all were reading the wrong uh, part of the errata. You were reading Citizens of Malifo. And I was talking about Will of Cadmus. Oh, uh, so Will of Cadmus is the upgrade you put on Cat on Nexus in order. That's the second activation to get the different triggers of ignoring insignificant model takes a general action and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that's actually Citizens, kind of a big deal too yeah. because well, now it's more reliable. Well, that's what I was saying. There was a lot of turns where you would do your second activation with or the last activation, whatever you want to call it, with Nexus. And you would miss a lot of those because I miss all by, of them. Yeah. by that time your hands kind of spent, right? Now it's going to be significantly easier. Well, yeah, it was an eight, you know, typically an eight or greater, and now it's a six. Now it's going to be a six or greater, which is statistically more feasible. I'm surprised about one thing because I'm upset that they made uh, Willow Cadmus's uh, damage normal now. I was like, yeah. why? I'm like, not, it's... Yeah, I'm not too upset about that. Yeah, I and I'm shocked because I was like I was upset and I don't even play the keyword. I'm like, why? <laughs> like this is supposed to be well, like different from the kids because the kids put a shitload of tokens. <laughs> well, no, but the kid, but the kids. Wait, what? The yeah. kids don't do the two irreducible damage. The kids do one damage. No, no, no I know, I know, but that was the main difference between Willow, uh, Nexus and and Next Kids is the kids put a lot of tokens, but they only do one damage, whereas Nexus. Doesn't do that many tokens, but if yeah. But did... Nexus's stick is now being able to treat those models as friendly models, so you can slough off the damage and heals and stuff like that. You could do that before. I, I know, but it's now it's just reducing the two irreducible to mm. just regular two damage. All right, I mean, that's fine. two irreducible. Like I was saying, you know, earlier, mm-hmm. it wasn't. I wasn't focused on on getting as many parasite tokens out on you as possible. I just want. One parasite token, and then I'm focused on another model. Try to get that model with the parasite token because it's only once per activation. See, so, that, I, I want to point out that's a big difference between you and I. That's the main reason why I'm getting out of guild because I don't have that mindset. I would be constantly trying to push. Try to tokens. try to get one hammer that one <laughs> model into the ground. 
<laughs> but no, and then Citizens of Malifa, which I were talking about, where they increased the uh, the number from six to seven and the TN from eight to ten. That's good because yeah. that now restricts you to only being able to get three yep. uh, eyes and ears. Whereas before, if you had a red Joker, you can get four in a turn, which was kind of ridiculous. a little broken. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But, but you did have to throw the red Joker into that. Yeah, but. But yeah, okay. Only- Listen, I think all the listeners want to hear the important conversation here <laughs> of how, like, when did Kin piss off weird to the point where they were going to take take my boy? Yeah, okay. again, what they did to my boy. No, 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 no. I, I can answer that. Model. Oh, my God. And no, they no, did no, to no, Rami, no. too. Two. I'm not. I don't care what Jesse says. I'm still down on they, the Rami. They thing. wrecked the shit out of two models. But like, the the thing Rami that deserved it. No, no, I yes. defended. No, I hated fighting against Rami. Don't get me wrong, but he was a good sniper. Damn it! Uh, the thing that he I want to say is, uh, you guys don't follow Vassal, but Rami and Francois were in every, basically every Bayou list in one form or another. They were really, that's really why good. Models. They nerfed them. That's exact. No, that's. A, yeah. I'm answering Pete. Like that's the reason why. So, but here's the, here's the thing, right? And and I get that, but I think if you're taking your and I get that the uh, the people that play Vassal are like super. They get a lot of reps. They they play super serial, right? And Correct. I get that, but it's a small percentage of the Malifo community, right? I mean, that that'd be like just saying like, oh, well, the people in California. And Texas decided that they're playing these models all the time. Right. Um, so I get that. And yes, there's probably, but I, I can't even tell you the last time I've played Francois and Rami out of keyword just because, I mean, they're fine, but okay. most of the time I want to get better synergy but out of it. Pete, you're, you're, you're right that you're probably playing half, like half the players in the game, but like that's not optimizing. Just because you only play in keyword, just because I try to play as much in keyword as I possibly can, and so does Chris, doesn't change the fact that when you optimize, oh my god, these two models just come out everywhere. Out of every four, yeah. out of every single eyeball. Rami's <laughs> too good. Rami was too good. He needed Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're gonna do what you did, I mean the biggest complaint I have about what they did to Rami is really just taking off the ignoring concealment. Because yeah all the other snipers in the damn game do it. Yeah. So why yeah. this one? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my... So I feel like Rami was a model that needed to change. He, I played him a lot. I did play him a lot out of keyword. I played yeah, him you in play Ma. Ken a lot. Yeah. Well, I play, I play Ken a lot, but I also played him in Ma a lot, and I always played him in Zoraida. He is ridiculous in Zoraida. I, yeah, I see that um, a lot. I thought Zoraida was never boring. That doesn't yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So the deal with Rami was, I mean, basically the the only really truly offensive thing about him um, was that he had two different triggers to increase his damage and two different triggers to ignore armor. Um, he should not have had no witnesses. It's way too good on a sniper. It's kind of a, a junky trigger on most melee models that have it. Like, it's really hard to pull off, but it's very easy to use on a sniper. Uh, and the other big thing about no witnesses with Kin in particular is that Nothing else in Kin needs crows. He's the only model that needs it. So if you draw a high crow, it always goes to Rami. Between the changes that they made to Rami and the changes that they made to the Bokor, affecting your ability to get focus on him before he activates in Kin, I think that's definitely going to bring him down. I think maybe more than people expect. 
to your point, Pete, I think that the ignoring concealment is probably the thing that shouldn't have changed. Um, I mean, pretty much every other sniper in the game does ignore concealment and not ignoring concealment makes it really hard to use sniper. So I, I will say that most of the times when I played Rami I, out of keyword, yeah. it was because I wanted to get yeah. through concealment, whether it was the board or whether it was, you know, English Ivan or whatever. It's like, I, I was like, okay, this is my anti-concealment pick, right? So it, it just, it worked really well, but I didn't bring him. <laughs> well, you know, Pete, right yeah, I mean, you have, master, yeah, the thing, so. you have McTavish who does yeah. ignore concealment. Oh, shut your mouth. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, don't I don't want to hear those words in no, no, your lips like, again. Okay, but to be fair, who? Uh, now with Rami, there's two snipers that don't ignore concealment, and they're both the worst snipers in the game. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing with him was that he was a six-stone model that you could take and basically guarantee that you could remove your mas- your opponent's totem or one low-cost critical model from them turn one. I I will concede the yeah. fact that six stones was too little for him. I for what he was yeah. doing, he was probably closer to an eight stone model, and I'd pay that. Like if they bumped him to eight and kept most of the stuff, or at least kept the concealment and kept yeah. some of the goodness that they they changed. Uh, yeah, if they I'd bumped okay him up the base cost seven and they gave him back ignore concealment and probably dropped no witnesses because it was a little busted, mm-hmm. um, I think he'd be fine. Uh, I actually like, I will say that I like that he gained stagger yeah. on his ranged attack. Um, his attack to his swift yeah, action trigger good. didn't really work properly with sniper because if you're taking a, you know, 28 inch shot and you hit the swift action trigger, you can't actually take the second shot because there's nothing else in range. Um, but being able to hand out staggered on turn one is pretty nasty. Okay, and I I actually was, I really liked your explanation of Francois, because when you look at Francois' new card, it doesn't look terrible, right? Because you're like, hey, you know, there's still some things here. I mean, it's still uh, something, but then you start digging into it, and I really like the way you explained it, Jesse. So what do you think's the problem with this new Francois card? All right, so basically... I could talk for a half hour about this. <laughs> we won't, but so we won't. But yeah, we'll give it the quick version. So the problem with there's a couple issues with it. So basically, they gave Francois a new job in the keyword. Um, it is that of a tank um, tar pit model um, that he didn't need, and the keyword doesn't need. It, they're basically creating a job for him that isn't needed in the keyword, and he doesn't do it well enough outside of keyword to make it worth taking. Um, the only thing I like is that they made his action to give out adversary actually worth taking because before you'd never, ever use it ever. It was terrible. Um, but now it's actually usable for a variety of reasons. The problem with Francois right now is that he is a massive resource sink in a keyword that is already strapped for resources. So like if you've ever played Kin 1 uh, or played against them, you know that usually what happens is Ophelia typically activates first, turns two plus, uses up four or five cards from your hand, um, and then the rest of your keyword is kind of running on fumes uh, because she's put out a ton of damage, and you just have to rely on the fact that the rest of the keyword is... They can do what they need to reliably without a stacked hand. So what they did with Francois is they basically made it so that he gets one free ram every activation and he has three different abilities that you want to get off during his activation that you're going to need high cards and rams for yeah um every single action on his card needs a ram for the trigger that you want 
and every other key uh, model in the keyword also wants Rams. Um, and if you don't go first with Francois now, he's not able to get the showdown trigger up on his challenge, which puts him in a bad spot because he lost hard to kill. He's not and lost his regular showdown front of card ability. So he went from a model that was too difficult to kill to a model that is not terribly difficult to kill unless he goes first and uses up half your hand. And another thing, because I have to say this, Maeve, Maeve was very... Maeve, both Maiden and, and, and Angel were adamant about this. He doesn't get a free ram during his activation. He gets a free ram on the first opposed duel during his activation. So unfortunately, it also changes, you know, order of of, mm-hmm. of uh, whatchamacallit, operations. So it's very limiting. It's it's too limiting. And they were saying something along the lines of, like, if he was, like, eight points, I'd be fine. But the fact that he's now so expensive and, you know, soaks up so many resources, he's not worth it. You just, but you you highlighted, you skipped over the, the most important part of that, that conversation you were having, Jesse. Sure. Go ahead. Ophelia, when she goes... She puts out a ton of damage. Yes. And is nigh unkillable in a lot of cases. I mean, she is just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah, she's pretty tough to kill. So, sure. <laughs> so you have this master that puts out an insane amount of damage that is very hard to kill. That well, fits like right in the middle. She is a target, drag target. Right. So she she can put out an insane amount of damage, but she needs a lot of resources in order to do it. She's not like a master that's she you know, she's not like a master that's just running in with min three and can YOLO like a Nekama and just knock two models heads off. Like she she's still min two. She doesn't have any suits built in. She has two triggers on her main attack that can potentially increase her damage. One's a crit strike and one's an ability one's a trigger that lets her take another attack action, which you still have to hit with. If you dedicate a lot of resources to her, she can deal a lot of damage. If you don't have the right suits, or if you're out of stones, or if your hand is just not as hot as it could be, she's hitting that min too. Um, It doesn't happen all the time, but there have been plenty of games where I've had activations with her that she's hit two times and done four damage, and that's it. Uh, you can't thing... you can't rely on her to deal the amount of damage that you'd see out of a dedicated damage dealing master all the time. Well, and I think the thing that hurts Francois for me is just the fact that his melee attack now doesn't have the built-in RAM. Yeah. If if there was a built-in RAM, I would be more comfortable with these changes for and keeping him at nine stones. But without that built-in ram, because he, I mean, yeah, he has a gun, but he wants to get in combat. He wants to be hitting people with his sword. I mean, if you got two rams into it, I mean, you're doing min four damage. He, he was just fantastic, right? But it's just, for whatever reason, they wanted to change him. It's a little clunky now. And I think we all know if if there's a clunky model, a lot of times they end up sitting on your shelf a little bit. You took So that min four, you just brought up the thing that I... All the time. Yeah. Say again. So you took Francois out of keyword all the time. I can count on one ta- one hand how many times I've done it. I can count on more than one hand how many times you've done it. So that's just so, how, yeah. I think how little you're not time. counting. <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, long story short, Francois did need to change because he was too durable and he had his access to min four damage was too too easy to come by. Yeah. So I feel like what they needed to do was they needed to create a new trigger. 
a new built-in trigger for his melee attack that was just plus one damage non-stacking. So that way he was three four five, and if he got stunned, he was two three four. Uh, stunned has always been a big weakness of the keyword. So anybody that plays into Kin, or I mean, frankly, any kind of Bayou, if you bring stunned, you're probably going to be in a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a little bit too durable. I feel like Showdown, his front of card ability, just needed to go. If they had just kept him at nine stones, gotten rid of Showdown, and changed that trigger on his melee attack, I probably still would have been perfectly fine with him at nine stones. So where do these kin changes? Because like we said, the Bokor also got nerfed. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of times you saw the Bokor with kin, and it doesn't draw cards anymore. No, uh, the- they, every single nerf in Bayou was for exactly what I said. They were getting taken outside of keyword all the time. That, that's that's fine, but I'm I'm talking right now about kin because a lot of those changes directly impact that keyword. Okay. Fair. Yes, you're right. You can bring the shit out of keyword, but there's mm-hmm. still going to be plenty of keywords that are fine. What I'm saying is, where does kin stand now that some of their key components are now hosed? That's true. So I feel like they can. I feel like Ophelia One was already kind of a niche take to be honest like she's good in certain pools and i didn't take her unless the pool was perfect for her um bokors were basically an honorary kin model because they were better in kin than any other keyword hell yeah (laughs) um and they needed to change and i feel like the changes that they made to them were appropriate um i I think i have have some minor gripes but by and large they're pretty good yeah they're not bad models i i used one with wong uh yesterday and which we'll talk about in a second and the only thing I wasn't crazy about is consolidate powers. Okay, I'm not crazy about about that bonus action, but yeah, it's fine. I feel like I feel like they should just have the ability to drop their or the target's glowy to increase the output of their heal by plus one, or give a plus flip to the heal flip. Um, just because I don't feel like they have enough healing output to justify their cost at this point, especially in Wong's crew. Especially so... in Wong's crew. I mean, they have the they have the pulse heal, but so I, getting back to your point. As far as kin go, I feel like I'm gonna try running some Ophelia match. Uh, I'm gonna try running five games of Ophelia with New Francois before I make a, a final decision on him. But I get the feeling that I'm probably not gonna end up taking him, um, and it'll free up points for uh, maybe some other tech picks or to take more of the other kin models that you had a tough time fitting in. So it'll turn into Sammy and Maris in every game instead of being in some games. Sammy still draws cards. Sammy's real good. So uh, something that I want to point out too, because uh, a few of my friends actually play this faction, including Pete. Like, there's like four of my friends that like Bayou. So something is telling me I should play the faction. <laughs> anyway, they're pretty good. So, uh, some of them were telling me that in the fluff, the Bokurs are supposed to be like commanding on dead, and yeah. as as you know the. Game designer in me looks at the fact that they removed obey, but didn't put in like command on dead or something like that, and that seems like a miss. Um, am I am, am I wrong? Is there something? I mean, that you I, so, done I, mean I think there's yeah, only I mean, one undead model in Bayou, though. That's <laughs> yeah. fine. That's fine. From but a fluff, was, yes. Yeah. Continue. From a fluff perspective, I mean, they actually do still use. I mean, that's their whole shtick is that they use spirits and they command spirits from the bayou so like they have the uh their main attack is called swamp Swamp spirits Spirits. if i recall correctly uh they have protective spirits as their bonus action still the pulse out shielded um so they still do that um i feel like the obey was really unnecessary on their card and it was the thing that made them so bonkers in kin uh that and the deja vu 
having a suited obey on a six stone model is pretty bananas. Um, so that probably just needed to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of. I'll see what I think about Ken. I think Ophelia too probably still has legs. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Even with it, I don't know how Ophelia one comes out of it though. So I'll. I, I'm, I don't play kin all the time anyways. They tend to be my third or fourth master pool um, or crew, I should say. I usually go to either Zip or Maw first and then, you know, something else and then usually kin. So mm-hmm. kin's kind of in a weird spot for me. I know you definitely played him more, Jesse, so I definitely defer to you with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll play them. Um, I don't think that they're totally gutted. Um, the jockeys help a lot. Bo Peep helps that keyword out a whole heck of a lot. Mm. So I, I I can see slotting Bo Peep into the go the Bocor spot uh, and just running it the way that I had. So the last two things I want to talk about with Bayou, and then we'll hit up some of the other highlights that people have noticed. But so Wong and Whizbang get a little love here. Wong gets some changes, and then the Swine Cursed. I feel like the Swine Cursed are the winners of a lot of these buffs, uh, but I think. Swine Cursed are going to be used more with Ulix than probably Wong. Um, just because people are going to see Wong and they might just be like, eh, yeah, maybe Wong too. But probably more in Wong too. I don't know, Jesse, do the changes with this new Wong make you want to want to put him on the table more? Um, they didn't resolve my primary issues with Wong himself. Um, but all the changes that they made to Wong himself were, were fantastic. Um, they just kind of further cemented the fact that his fizzap is really not the thing that you necessarily want to be doing on his card. Yeah, that's kind of the one where I was like, I just don't think you'd do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you still need to do it to get out your glowy and fast, uh, and you still obviously need stuff to do during your activation because you can only launch into space once. But launch into space is just straight up awesome now. It was yeah. already really good. Um I'm for sure going to be taking a bushwhacker out of keyword and Wong to make pit traps for him to launch into space and multiply and then oh. put underneath enemy models. Yeah, that was the one thing I did against Chris. He played... Didn't, uh, didn't, work, didn't work very well for him. Uh. Well, well, no, but that's because just the range attacks were so brutal. But uh, you're playing Cooper too, so I was taking some of your pit traps, duplicating them, and then throwing them back at you. That didn't yeah, even which was, think about which was that. Fun. That's some nasty yeah. crap. Well, it's a drop now. It's not yeah. a create like the yeah. regular pit trap, so you can put it under shit. Oh, yeah, yep. and it good. happens during the start phase, so you get you're basically putting a pit trap underneath a key enemy model before it even gets to activate. Exactly. And when you do it, you're making a three inch pulse off of a fifty mil marker so to deal damage. I will tell you this, Jesse, that I've been thinking more along the lines of bringing Wong as a second master with Maw. And doing that and just throwing Maw's pit traps wherever the hell I want them. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> you can so, position those because, I, and this is one of the things I liked about this this whole launch into space, you can position your pieces to counter it a little bit by keeping them in some type of terrain. Yeah. Because I mean, you can't place sorry, them there. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the thing that I will say about Wong now <laughs> is that he, I mean, he is literally our anti-terrain marker master now. Yeah. So, okay. like, now both versions of Wong can punish your opponent for dropping terrain markers. Um, 
especially in the new meta with all these Malifaux Burns models dropping, <laughs> you know, pyres and freaking coffins and everything yeah, else everything. you can imagine. Yeah. Um, I, I can see him being a legitimate take, and I do think that both versions of him uh, have play at this point. Um, Pete, I don't know. Did you? I, I think probably the most exciting stealth buff for the Bayou, uh, and this would apply especially to you because you like him, is the Burt Jebson buff. Did you know that he got a buff? I didn't see any buff. He didn't. <laughs> and it's because Swinecurst are pigs now, so you can use the uh, Sikkim Girl trigger <laughs> on his gun to push the Swinecurst. <laughs> yes, there it is. Hilarious. <laughs> Which yeah, is actually I... pretty good, because it's, it's, it's only an 8-inch an range, but it's a stat 6 gun with a blast, and now you can bake in the suit to give your Swinecurst an 8-inch push towards the target. That's pretty good. That is yeah, pretty I didn't good. even I didn't even think about that just because usually when I'm running around, Gracie gets a little left behind. Um yeah. and it's not yeah, so I could see that maybe dropping Ulix and putting Bert in there to move some pigs around. Yeah. Including the swine cursed. Including the swine cursed. Um, um yeah. One thing that I wanted to point out, because like a lot of people are gonna get this. Uh when you throw the the markers, remember that if you're inside the marker, you don't get the pulse. You don't have to roll for the pulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you just you just stick it so that a an ass hair of the model's base right, right, that's right, underneath right. it is outside the marker, and then yeah, they still no, get hit by it. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that we we're gonna, but like to the listeners, because there's a lot of people that are gonna try to like you know place it right center on the model. There. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a yeah. bad idea if you want the the pulse. If you don't care about the yes. pulse, just center on the model and say you know fuck it. Just yeah. Get fucked. Take yeah. Take take my uh my injured uh oh, yeah. dear God, that's so terrible. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So but I mean that. Go ahead, Jesse. Go ahead. Now, I was gonna say. I mean, all the other stuff with Wong is pretty cool, and I love the change they made to Counterspell to change it to three Demon yeah. Bag. I mean, basically, the only thing that you can really do to stop him previously was stun him and um get him into melee, and now neither of those two things matter. So. Because he can still shockwave when he's in melee, and you can't declare triggers on him, and there's basically no way that you can give out stunned if you can't declare triggers Pandora. against him. Pandora, you just can't do it. And Pandora, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I think he's in a good place. The swine cursed. The only concern I have with them really is that you can't use your glowy to get out of bad triggers on their melee because they have to declare triggers. So, like, yeah. if you get a badly timed Rampage or a badly timed Full Power when you're just discarding Glowy Tokens to make your attack irreducible when it doesn't matter, that kind of feels bad. Um, I, I get why they don't have Magical Influence because they're trying to make sure that they also work with Ulix, and that would be kind of busted because there's some really janky stuff you can do there yeah but i think including tear off a bite because now you're putting them with ulix is huge and then i also like i like the well first off i like heroic intervention but i love the trigger i'm no coward because every friendly push away you get that much shielding which to me is just great it's just yeah yeah it's kind of funny i mean like everybody is saying that swine cursed got buffed but people are crying because they're better in ulix than they are in wong but they're still better in wong than they were in my opinion so like well and that's what i was telling chris i'm not sure about wong one yet if i do use him it might be more of a second master in the right pool um but i'll I'll give it some more games it was just getting shot by cooper two was just fucking rough man (laughs) i was hiding behind a building i'm like god stop shooting me and uh but 
I, I do think that Wong 2, I, I can see me trying a Wong 2 list, which I got to put more games into, and then trying some Swine Curse, putting Alphonse in there and just mm-hmm. doing the damn thing. Hey. Yeah, Wong 2's got play. I've, I've got several games in with him at this point, and I'm excited for the Swine Curse changes because um, I do think that they're actually going to be notably better in, in Wong 2 now. Like you said, I think Wong 1, just if you if you see somebody drop something ridiculous where it's like, oh, crap, they're going to bring coffins, or oh, crap, they're going to bring this, pianos, whatever, mm. Wong's going to be a really good counterpick just to get mm. rid of those and kind of cause problems and has some abilities and some damage that you can throw out here and there, so it's not totally yeah. totally and, useless. And that and you know you can do that with Wong One or Wong Two because they both yeah. have anti marker stuff. Switcheroo is a phenomenal ability. Yeah, I love Switcheroo. It's good. Oh man, oh, so good. Kill me. <laughs> hey, Chris, 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 did you have fun playing Cooper Two? Yeah. Oh come on, because it sounded like you had a blast of shooting the ever living crap out of things. Yeah, it was it was great. I mean, it was a lot of fun. I've always liked Cooper. It's just he's he's too one sided. I mean, you can't. He That's just fine. My point is, but Cooper Two is so much fun. I want you to have fun with the faction. I know that we, you know, two keywords. Got <laughs> I'm trying to butter him up. <laughs> well, no, not he, butting him up. I'm being I'm being real. I don't even want like him stroking his hair. It'd be all right, Chris. It'd it, be all right. Just look at the flowers. <laughs> well, so my my opinion, Jesse, and you know, you you don't have to agree with me on this one. My opinion is explorers were overpowered when it comes to playing against newer players. Playing against yes. experienced players, they were not overpowered. They were they were where they needed to be. You knew how to get around the shticks. They don't place top three, and all Weird did was just kick a bunch of people who just spent a thousand dollars or more buying into the faction directly into the nutsack, <laughs> saying "fuck you." New players don't like this. Only Ivan. I can only agree with Ivan. Uh, boy. I mean, so, you don't have to agree know, with me if you don't want to, but that's, no, I mean, it's uh, just how he feels. Man. That's his truth. Yes, it's true. So, yes. Kind of building off that, I think, <laughs> and and I, we mentioned this at the start, and this has been kind of a common trend with a lot of these major, you know, once a year erratas. Yeah. I don't feel like Weird does enough in terms of buffs. I feel like the number of nerfs that they do in these erratas is generally speaking appropriate, and I don't feel like they nerf models unnecessarily, but I do feel like them and the playtesters could put a little bit more time into bringing the low-hanging models back up to where they should be. So I feel like if there was more of a mix of that in with some of the nerfs, especially Explorers being a good example. Absolutely. Very diplomatic answer. I like it. Two thumbs up. Yeah! I still stand with it. I I want to see more buffs. Damn it! I want because like Killjoy is not in this. The whatchamacallit, who What's the other thing? Mortimer. Yeah, Mortimer is something. There's a whole bunch of models well, that need some love. What do you guys love. think? So talking about buffs, then there. I mean, there is a couple things in here. I think one some people were actually pretty excited about was the new Rasputina. Yeah. Um, seems pretty playable now. I mean, I think you guys could agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think Raspy One was already pretty decent in the hands of a good player. Um. New Raspy one is that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna wait and see. I'm just gonna wait and see because like I looked at it and I went, okay, that's that's fine. I guess I guess you get to draw cards now. That's it. That's how I felt. I'm sorry. 
She had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven entries on the errata list, and yeah. you just yeah. said, "Oh, she just draws cards." That's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Does she have a lot of changes? Yes, but are they like all the amounts just drawing yeah. cards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I know there's a lot of people excited about that change. Yeah, uh, apparently, mole men aren't the worst model in the game anymore. So true story. <laughs> true story. That's true. That's true. Uh, what was it that I'll, I'll look it up? But like somebody was like, uh, "Yes, moment are no longer the worst." But and then they said X model. So I'm going gonna go and look for that for now. Well, so on the Discord, somebody was like, "Congratulations! Now that mole men got buffed, backup assistants and assistant assistant in Bayou is now the worst model in the game." So I know there's a lot of that feeling going around. Pete and I have discussed backup assistant before. I'm not as down on that model as he is, but I mean, to be fair, I haven't played it a bunch. But yeah. there's like one ability where it's like, I guess you use this. But yeah, so <laughs> I guess you can play mole men now, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guild didn't get touched. Uh, let's see here. Too much resurrectionist. Of course, McMorning. His stupid crap got errata, yeah, which is great. Excuses Guild got buffed twice. And that's important. I mean, I don't even know what an orderly is. It sounds like some kind of nurse. So, is that in, is that in McMorning's crew? No, no, it's it's the nobody, same. Nobody it's, cares. No, I care because actually the orderly is. You're not in guild anymore. You said you quit. Yeah, I you, care. you literally just to, said you were backing out of guild. I know, but eventually I'm gonna go back to guild because I do like guild, and event, and I'm hoping that eventually I get it. The point is, they they actually got very good at being tarpits the orderlies and they're only five points and versatile so if you need a, a tarpit you get the orderlies and Talarian queller now you're gonna use one just so that uh um uh which we call it sonia gets three demon bag that's basically it sonia now gets three demon bag as long as the Talarian queller is within eight inches of her i know what some of those words mean so three demon <clears throat> bag is the the buff that um that Wong got. Nobody, nobody cares. It, it means that in opposed duels, you cannot get uh, triggers. So Sonya crit now basically gets to auto automatically treat other people as having stunned whenever she attacks or defends. That's pretty damn good in my opinion. Man, they're really trying to pile on the guild train and try to get people <laughs> to play that faction. Oh. They didn't get nerfed. They literally the entire the faction got only two buffs, but they got them. So we were talking about this, and I do think it is a mention because it's the probably the biggest thing on Ten Thunders. But Fuhatsu got F in the A, bruh. Huh. Like he really got destroyed. Like oh my god, that's so bad. <laughs> well, he's an enforcer. He doesn't have scatter, which I know a lot of people love the scatter ability. Yes. And he did go down in cost, but they got rid of rapid fire. I forgot. What, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know what reckless aim is, but I can guarantee it's not as good as what, it, what things were. I think it was, uh, it's a built-in suit, and he draws a card if he misses with the attack. There you go. Oh boy. <laughs> no, no, that's actually important. That's actually not bad. Yeah. It's not, I mean, you don't play him for it, but it's 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 it's, it's one of the only things in the game that you actually get something. You from get missing, something if is, you miss. Yeah. I mean, exactly it's cool. right. But, like, covering um, fire is a movement shenanigans kind of thing, and that's about it. Like, Yeah, and that's another thing where, so after this model fails a gun action targeting an enemy model, it can discard to ha a card to have another friendly model within three of the target take a non-charge general action um, where they're not treated as engaging the model, which is 
actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually adds some movement tricks. And again, it's something, it's not even movement tricks. It's just general trickiness. And it's, again, something you get from missing an attack, which is... Well, I also think it's interesting because Chris and I bought into basically the um, 10 Thunders faction. We just kind of split the faction just so we have the models. And one thing we did notice is like prior to this, you could pretty much throw Fuhatsu at anything and he'd be (laughs) really good. Yeah, you would literally have to find... Basically, if you didn't take Fuhatsu, you were probably playing wrong. You were doing something wrong. It was literally good all the time, always. I mean, but right now he is one of the squishiest, if not the squishiest guy in Ten Thunders for his cost. Like he is I mean, I don't know about all that. He's armor one, nine wounds and hard to wound. That's that's and, still and, pretty good. No no no. And defense four and willpower three. Yeah, on a ranged model that shoots from twelve inches away. I don't um, know man. I still consider him to be sense? like super squishy. I'm just saying I don't I know. He's not so <laughs> squishy. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Like before it wasn't that hard to kill like it, it, he and before he was impossible. Before it was impossible. Was I, no, no. As long as he right. had stones, you're right. But like now that he doesn't have stones, that's the reason why I'm saying that. I mean, to be fair, it's also a faction that has very easy access to reliable healing too. Correct. It's you that's know true. It, that is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the other thing too, and here you go. It's buff time. Now, when Fuhatsu dies, you can mold of another back into him because he's an enforcer. With Terracon oh Warriors, <laughs> which also got adjusted significantly. <laughs> and it's easier because he's only cost eight now instead of nine. See that? Just going to look at the bright side. Full circle right there. Full, full circle. <laughs> and again, he is a stat six model with a plus flip with a ranged attack that still has critical strike and is a two, four, six damage track in a faction that has very easy access to focus. So that's still nothing to sniff at. You haven't you're, convinced I mean, you're me. right. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. He, he I mean, I think it makes not. him fair. I don't think it, like he was just so, he was so good before yeah. this. I mean, yeah. now I, I will him... still take him. I I play ten thunders. I will still take this. Fine. Moment. I I just I'm not convinced. Like I don't know. I want to see it on the table, I guess, because it's just so weird to see him be so weak. <laughs> um, last thing is with these outcasts. I mean, they got some pseudo buffs. It looks like. Um, Drakken troopers are are okay. They got some speed and they got some uh, some cost reduction, which oh is God. always good for Von Chill. The Drakken troopers are so damn good right now. They're so damn yeah. good. Oh my God. poison and injured. That's super good. <sighs> yeah, they're good. Auto set you on fire faster. They oh my god, they're so good. They're cheaper. Oh. Yeah, they're <laughs> so good models. I mean, they were well, kind of crummy before, and now well, I that's what I was they... saying. I think with all the minions in Von Schill, you just didn't see him that much. You didn't yeah. see him. Um, that's the sad part. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, no, like there's a difference between you didn't see him much to you just didn't see him. Like he was never taken. He was that bad. Yeah. Oh. So it'll be interesting to see how they're used with some of those adjustments. Uh, Winged Plagues got some buffs because they were, in my opinion, weren't super great. I don't know if you brought them with Hamlin at all. No, never. Dixon. Yeah, I yeah. never brought them with Hamlin, and now I am super tempted just to play some Hamlin just to see if if they're worth four Getting stones. Getting that itch, yeah. Because like, dude, they were they were four stones of do nothing, like absolutely nothing. It was actually better for you to not use those stones for them. That's how bad they were. But Barbaros? Barbaros getting buffed, I was just super shocked. Because he was Barbaros, already I, good. He was already good. He's very good now. And now and, he's, like, amazing. So, I know we're talking mostly about buffs and nerfs and stuff, but 
What do y'all think of that new uh, keyword on his card? Returned. How about that? I mean, if it's a if it's a Dude. new uh, uh, henchman, I'm gonna be upset. He better be a master. Do you I think mean, it's Lilith? Hmm? Do you think it's Lilith? There's a rumor going around that it is Lilith, but that is a true point because uh, he's he loyal is... to Lilith. He is a Nephilim. I mean, if they do Lilith, I'm gonna be super happy because that means that there's a chance that I'm gonna see Kalodi and Mar and um, what to call him Ramos because I want to see both of them mm -hmm. come back. So we know that if Kalodi comes back, Dixon is hardcore into Neverborn and or, never out. Or Guild. Bring him bring back story, to fix no, no. Story-wise, Kalodi is in the hands of Lucia, so we don't know if he's going to use it for the Guild or for Neverborn. I, it's mm -hmm. perfectly fine if they come back. Just make sure they're fixed before they hit the table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, overall, in terms of rules, I think Barbaros is, is in a great spot right now. I mean, he was in, he was really good yeah. before. Like, he wasn't insane. He was just really, really strong as a pick. Yeah. Now I think he's insane because, like, he yeah. everything that I want him to do before, his new stats, just he does it better. Yeah, I will say the only thing that's kind of a bummer is um, I think he lost challenge, he right? Did. But now he gained caught in the ring. That yeah. was the big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. that's huge because that's like super challenge. Like if if uh, before, yes, you're right. I can challenge somebody and then run away, but I always wanted to have Barbaros like right there. I'd be like, you can try to walk away or you can try to hit me, and I'm gonna punish the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's just good. He's real good. Yeah. Good. He's still yeah. a henchman that can God. get that sweet min four. And he's defense six armor one. Bruh, he's so mm -hmm. damn good. Yeah, I think he's good. Oh, man, I'm in love. Yeah, and the only thing that with the FAQ that I paid any attention to, because that's the only one that really impacted me, or not the FAQ, but the errata, was the changes to the burning and poison, because obviously I've been playing Brewmaster 2. Mm -hmm. So now that, that stuff caps at five, they did that mostly because Brewmaster, uh. there's... A couple times you could, if you stacked poison ridiculous on a model, you could shoot it like, you know, 10 inches, 12 inches, whatever. Um, and then there was a stupid Karis fire explosion that could kill a model if it got enough fire on whatever model you it stack is. Stack like 72 burning and yeah. turn her into a tactical nuke. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, I mean, those were the only ones that I paid attention to. I'm sure there's something else in there that somebody cares about, but those are the only ones that I noticed. I don't understand the changes to the actions generated by triggers and actions thingy. Because it looks like now there's a limitation on, on any action generated by anything, not just the ones generated by triggers. I just don't get it. And I'm happy that they finally gave a name to the action to destroy markers. It's called Slam. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is that is that a big deal? Well, well, it just it makes it so that you can move impassable, you can move it, yeah, non-destructible markers. Correct. So like yeah. pylons, which is pretty um, pretty significant. You can't like stick a pylon in a spot that's going to totally clog up a movement lane for the rest of the game, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, fair and you can use that action and knock it out of place so that oh. you can get through or or what have you. A few of my friends that play Outcast were extremely excited to to start doing that with rats. I'm like, and now my rat is just going to move this ginormous pylon. And now my rat is going to move this ginormous thing. This yeah, rock's pretty funny. out of the way. <laughs> oh. So, Dixon, I don't know if you ended up getting any questions off of Facebook, but if I you did, did, I think it would be a good time to get those before we dance. But it, it's, they're mostly what I was talking to you about. Like, um, So I'm just going to like put them all together. 
the number one question basically boils down to why don't we see more changes to the bat models? And I know that weird, like, kind of answer that. Uh, if you look at, I did, I read the entire, you know, developers' notes that they did on yeah. Weird Place, uh, on whatchamacallit, in Waldo, and it's time. They just don't have the time to do that many, because it takes time to do a, a group of models. And then test it. And to be honest, this is a large number of models that got changed. Yeah, so we just have to be patient, because they're definitely working towards it. I'm just hoping and praying that the next time it's just buffs because there's a lot of models that don't see play. Just a lot of models. So I'll respond to that first, Dixon. So I'm going to put on my grumbling old man hat. Sure. So back when I was playing war games back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, you would pick, you know, your army. And since I was a young lad at the time, you bought the one army and you played with that one army for quite a long time. I'm older than you. You do know that, right? <laughs> I know, but this is for the kids at home. <laughs> and anybody that's old already knows this. I know. So the point is you would buy this faction and you had that army book or you had that codex because during those times you were just playing 40K or fantasy. That was just it. So you would not see a new rule book until probably five years down the road maybe six years down the road. So your models would be the same shitty models for that period of time, or they would be the same good models for that period of time. And it didn't get changed. So we all just have to remember that, you know, this happens once or twice a year, things are going to get buffed, but they're also going to get a little nerfed. And the cool thing about Malifo is we also get gaining grounds, right? So gaining grounds can actually change things more than mm -hmm. an errata can, in my opinion. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's actually right, a, a point of, head off. No, no, it's okay. It's a point of conversation. Wait, am by, I the youngest person on this podcast then? Right now, no, because I think that uh, Jesse is uh, younger. I Jesse's am older, 40, 40 years Never old. Never mind, you are. Yeah, I was going to say, Jesse's <laughs> older than me. <laughs> Damn, Jesse, congratulations. Anyway, but like... Does that make me the say, oldest? Possibly, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but the, to, to, to <laughs> point out real quick, uh, a lot of the conversations that I had uh, with some of my friends who was basically boiling down to they're happy we because i'm happy too that they did not drop the errata at the same time that they dropped the the new gg rules because it kind of gives us that time to breathe let it breathe yeah yeah just kind of like like take the the changes because changes are scary Let's be honest here. Yeah. I, the first three days i was freaking the hell out i was like oh god hush ah, why <laughs> But now I'm just like looking at the changes and just going poor Fuhatsu, poor Lacroix. Like those two just got F'd in the A hard. <laughs> Chris is like, I'm the victim here. Nick said, you get like one or two models that were like yeah. tiny bit scratched. You do realize I did not name at all my factions, <laughs> neither Guild nor Neverborn. I, I literally mentioned a Ten Thunders model and a couple of, of Bayou models. Because it's true. Like, my stuff got touched. Your stuff got really touched. I get okay, it, Chris. Let's, let's be honest here, though. But, I think a lot of 10 Thunders players are actually kind of okay because, let's be honest, there's some thing in, things in 10 Thunders that could be adjusted. Hmm. And to only have two models touched, it's like, okay, let's take this. Oh, dude, no, no. I think I think they're fine also because Fuhatsu was just getting tired some. It was like, all right, I'm sick and tired of using this model. It's fine that it's useless now or or less useful. <laughs> and uh, and let's let's and once again kind of point down to the road here or down 
at the main topic here. Like I can complain about Ken, right? Right. But when it comes down to it, there's still more keywords that I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I don't need to play Ken that much. I can try these other masters. Yeah. And <laughs> that's why the Explorers one just sucks because it's like, oh, look, most of my cool toys got touched. <laughs> Only two. <laughs> Only two. Well, I guess Jets a little bit. Yeah, but, that Mikhail change, that, that, that hurts. I, I mean, it hurt me, and I don't even play the faction. I was just like, why? He's such a My cool soul. model. Oh, yeah. I felt yeah, bringing him to one inch, that one inch. They they were not, I'm not, I'm not even, yeah. No, 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 Chris. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm good. I agree with you. I just don't agree that it was worse than the other guys that I said. That's it. That's the only thing. Because it's a significant difference from... Your guys are no longer considered OP. To why would I even bring this models? But my models. But... <laughs> no, I'm trying, I'm trying to my models. No, 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 no. I'm trying to explain that against players who knew what they were doing, they're not OP. It's only against new players, and I understand. Like. When I throw Nexus into a tournament and I go up against somebody, I'm like, have you played Nexus before? And yeah. they're like, no. I, I just lay out everything. I'm like, you don't want this to happen. And I teach them like how to go against Nexus. And that's what all these Nexus players should do to, to, you know, to not give a negative play experience. But to players who actually knew how to play against Nexus, they were not OP. I agree. Same with English Ivan. When, what weird did was they took competitive play away from explorers I, even no. though explorers weren't even placing in top no, three i don't i don't agree with that i think ivan and catmus yes i agree those two lost the competitive edge i'm actually a, a little bit upset that dua did not get buffed because like i i saw a lot of my friends say that the dual models are garbage Dixon, and to be fair, just so you know where Chris is coming from on this. Yeah. <laughs> Good, nice head shake there, Jesse. But <laughs> so I would say probably 60 to 70% of Chris's games are Nexus and Ivan. So, Correct. I mean, and you can say maybe that's why they needed to be nerfed. But, I mean, no, when no. you play keywords heavy and they get touched, it you get to feel bad. No, sure. I, I think Nexus and Ivan needed to get nerfed because they were negative play experiences. But I honestly am upset that they did not fix the keywords in the in the same design that they were meant to be. Like for example, I don't like the fact that Nexus was exploiting the cryptologist, right? So you could just nerf the cryptologist into a point that it buffs its own keyword. So the, the waste should have been great. But then instead, they didn't do that. They just like took Nexus and just cut off the balls. Well, no, they they took the cryptologist away, and they did. I, the... Yeah, I said that. I just no, no. I said that. Okay. No, no, you're right. I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, like, I am with you on this. I'm yeah. just adding. Also, I wish they also buffed the things to... that were not seen playing. To go back to your question that came from you and everybody on the Evil Empire Facebook, Dixon. <laughs> The, uh, I think the argument against, you know, a high tide rises all ships. I think that the argument against that is if you do just buffs or if you do too many buffs, 
then you kind of get this power creep that people then start crying about and they're like, oh, the game's too powerful. Mm -hmm. Everything's too good. And then you're really, when you do an errata, you're not going to win too often. There's not going to be, I think the only time weird really wins is when they do a new GG because that, that then opens up the possibilities of how you can win the game and that buffs certain crews indirectly. So I think GGs are probably the best way to buff crews that aren't seeing a lot of play. And yes, there are certain models that we would all love to see your stupid, naked, hook-throwing, you know, enforcer get better. <laughs> hey, man. I, okay, Killjoy aside, they could have made Nysil Creeper better. They could have made Corvus and uh, and Ava better. Like, there's a couple of things. Yeah, there is. Yeah. I know that Jesse was shaking his head. Do you not think that the dual models are not good? Because, like, the only thing that I see repeatedly is Gibson, and that's it. So it's Chris is not sitting down, but he'd probably fall fall out of his chair when I say this. I play the duo models except, except for operatives every single time I play Ivan. See, that's okay. every Chris, time. Chris play Chris plays a lot of DUA it, models every time. Regular, I only take operatives when I want to use arson. That's the best ability on their card, and gotcha. I feel like it's the only reason to really take them. I take Corvus every time. I take Eva every time. So Eva's good. Listeners to the podcast know that I'm a huge fan of Corvus. But repeatedly, I also get told Corvus is garbage, and I Corvus don't play the faction. Me, Corvus has won me so many games, so many games. I mean, <laughs> if you had if you had told me that, you yeah. probably you'd be literally the only one because so yeah. many people tell me how bad he is, including yeah, Chris. Chris. Likes D- I say Chris likes DUA, but Chris does not like Corvus a lot. Corvus is just I would like Corvus more if if he just did something. I don't know. He's missing See, something. No, so, okay, so here's the deal. Here's what Corvus does. Corvus has a stat 7 attack that you can use at the end of the turn and have a very good chance of actually doing what you need to, uh, accomplishing, you know, what he needs. He has access to all the suits on his card, which basically amounts to using draw out secrets uh, on his stat 7 melee. I mean, honestly, that's, like, the reason that I play him, and it's the reason that I win games with him. Uh, the execute's cute. The ram trigger is kind of useless, but it's fun. Um, the shove aside is good. I mean, shove aside is good. Um, looking at my opponent's hand, I don't care about, but having the trigger on his look at my hand or look at your hand to get either the enemy model or him moved is very helpful. I mean, like he doesn't tend to die. I, I, I got really nothing to complain about, but the draw out secrets wins games. So I can see that in certain pools for sure, just because you just drop that, get your point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same thing with, uh, what is that? Trixie Bell has drawout secrets, I think, for mm-hmm. uh, Bayou. So that's uh, definitely, yeah. that's definitely I, that's won me some stuff. One of the best reasons that I take her. Yeah. I do it because, you know, people don't want to look at that and then they run away. It's true. <laughs> true story. Corvus doesn't really do much for me. He uh, Fair enough. It's too easy to circumvent most of everything he does. Chris, I actually wanted to ask you, what would you like to see buffed in Explorers so you could actually play it more often? Uh, the Bellhop Order. Mm. Just, you can throw just pit one, traps one model off the top of my head. No, that's actually you can make good models bigger. What would you like to What would you like to see? Like an idea, even if you don't, even if it's OP or whatever, but like something interesting to get the ball rolling, what would you think about? 
with the bellhop porter, what I would do with the bellhop porter, I would, I mean, it's pretty simple. I would, uh, in addition to his ability to increase size, I would let him uh, increase plus one speed, do what Sophie does, and that would make him playable. You know what I would like to, and maybe this is just me not getting games in, but I would like to see them make me be interested in playing Somer again. I feel like Somer has been like this totally forgotten master that people just don't play anymore. Yeah, I mean, and he went from like S tier to nobody talks about him ever. Well, I knew have you talking, seen it? Jesse, I haven't actually yeah. seen him in like sixty plus games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I have I put him on the board once, and I wasn't yeah. crazy about it. Summer was the king of GG one in Bayou and GG zero. Like he is, he was legit. And then between the summoning changes, his nerfs, and going to GG two, he just, hmm. yeah. He, he's like a try-hard version of other masters. Maybe GG3, he'll make a, re- a resurgence. Maybe. But I was telling Pete that now that Captain Khan's out of the way, I, I think the next Bayou Master I focus on is, is going to be Summer 2, specifically, because I feel like he has some he has some play. I'm not super interested in playing Summer 1. Have you, yeah, uh, have you released our Captain Khan episode? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, that's yes. been out for a week. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Tell Good me times. you don't listen to our podcast without telling me you don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> that was what Chris did right now. I've been busy. <laughs> I listen to our podcast. I've been busy. I can't help it. With with Pete not posting on Facebook, it's hard for me to know when it happens because I have Discord set up on my phone and not mm-hmm. my computer. So when he sends out notifications, it doesn't trigger to where I can see it easily. Yeah, and I need to be better at, like, as soon as I see the 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 podcast come out in my phone, I need to immediately go to Facebook yeah, and you, do it you, myself. You guys can post shit on Facebook. I I'm do just, it. You not, see I'm me. I'm not about that life. So <laughs> so I didn't hear, the the, the obviously, the, the podcast that we're talking about. Right. Jesse, did you listen to it? Yeah, yeah, I did. Did I, was I... Did I come off as an ass? Oh, yeah, yeah. You were a super prick. Okay. That's As long as we're on that page. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was very on brand, Chris. Oh, that's so it's funny. Fine. That is so that's okay. Funny. Chris doesn't usually I'm get still, like that. I'm he can still have really salty about that. And I'm sorry, Jesse. And if I offended, okay. if I offended that person, like, no, I'm sorry. We need clocks. It was, it pissed me off. Off to God, know. I felt like oh his wife God. just sitting there have to listen to it the whole was night. He, was he was he totally intolerable the trip back home, Pete? Uh, he was okay Monday. Uh, Sunday was pretty rough because then we met rough. up with the schemes and stones guys, and he was bitching to them about it. Bro, oh, man. I feel for him. dude. It's happened to me so many times, and every single time I look like an ogre. Like I just get <laughs> so mad, and I just get in my oh, own. Like, Round five, <laughs> playing two masters you don't know how to play, slow playing the shit out of. To be fair life. though, Dixon, you have this fiery, you know, Latino <laughs> kind of way of you, where you start getting kind of combative, and I've had yeah. to come over and be like, "Whoa, Dixon, Dixon not that chill. serious." I'm gonna kill. Put him. the shank away. You're good. <laughs> yeah, he just like starts pulling on the chain. Dixon down. Dixon down. <laughs> <laughs> um, very salty. So, very salty. So yeah, I I'm. I think just let this one marinate for a little bit, definitely, <laughs> as far as these changes and Chris. But <laughs> and Chris, I think this is a and anybody else that I think plays Malifaux and that's like your jam. I do think it's really good when these changes come through because, like, I've played enough Bayou. I've been playing Bayou for a little over a year now, just pretty much straight. 
So I'm actually kind of using this as an opportunity to go into Outcast a little bit, um, which still has zip. So I still can just get that whenever I feel like it, which will happen. Um, and D- Dixon, you gave me the idea of playing Barbaros with oh. Zip, and I'm kind of pumped about that. Oh, so good. You know, I have the uh, the limited edition Barbaros. You could. I do too. Oh, yeah, okay. I got to. Oh man, I I actually I modded mine because since he doesn't have flight, I I used uh, parts from the strong arm arm suit. Mm-hmm. The strong arm has like extra armor and stuff, so I just like mm-hmm. put it on him and like. Green stuffed them around. Oh, I fucking love Barbaros. Cool. Yeah, he's a cool model. Yeah. I think my next chick is I got a tournament coming up this Saturday I'm going to be playing in. So I think I'm actually going to play Thunders into it. Really mix it up a little bit. Oof. There you go. Yeah. Oof. Are the, uh, are the, mm-hmm. ar- is the errata going to uh, take place at the mm-hmm. tournament? Yep. As long as the cards are in the app. They said if the cards are in the app by the time the tournament happens. Well, the cards are in the uh, app happens. Now, yeah. yeah. So. Yep. Oh, okay. It, mine hasn't updated yet. Oh, yeah. yeah no, so- you have to. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anybody that has having problems with the app, I literally had to like delete uninstall, the app, install it, delete, install. Yeah. I had to do it three times in order for the download to actually yep. uh, happen. So, Jesse, so, uh, so you didn't say what you would like to see, buff. Because like I don't want one thing. I know if Chris, Chris, and Pete, if you've had something else that you want to see, buff, please say it. Like, um, oh, yeah. I would say, um. I don't have an expansive enough knowledge of Thunders to make a call on that. In Explorers... Oh, it's a personal uh, thing that I you think, want to see more. Yeah. The thing that I really want to see happen... I, I can't really think of anything in Explorers that I think seriously needs a buff. But in Bayou, I really want Rastlers to get some love. There They're just go. bad. They're bad. Models. Jesse and I have also talked about... I would love to see Taxidermis. Oh. I would love to see the Bugs... And I would also like to see, I like bringing flying piglets. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wish they had a little bit more. They're good, mm-hmm. but I wish they had a little bit more. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I think my only real big beef in, in Bayou is is Rasslers and McTavish. McTavish needs some fucking love. How do you I destroyed my McTavish, so even if he's good, I'm going to have to buy yeah. a new one. No, but he's dude, bad. that's fine. Because like, if they make him worth you having to buy it, that's that's a good thing for the game, in my opinion. Yeah, good. He's nine points, but he's like a seven-point model. Like, it's so yeah, bad. Well, he ain't good. Ugh. What about you, Chris? Did you think of anything else you would like to see? Uh, not off the top of my head, though. Not off the top of my head. Like, me, is just, like, the obvious. I want to see Killjoy, and I want to see something happen to the Mimic slash Elite uh, keyword that ha- that can actually, you know, be competitive again. Because the nerf uh, to the changelings actually hurt it more than I care to play them. But the mimic slash elite keyword has seen a lot of competitive play. Yeah, with the uh, matures, but there's no more matures anymore. I mean, even I, without matures, I mean, there's been within the past six tournaments that we've gone to, Pete and I, I've seen the keyword on on the table many of times, and it's given me a run for my money. What? How? Yeah, I mean, Je- Jesse up in North Carolina brings him with Lucius a lot. No kidding. And then Maeve was playing um, Lucius Lucius 2. Wait, is it Double Masters? Because I heard of a version with Double Masters and Lucius is actually good. Yeah, I think Maeve was playing like Lucius 2 with Hoffman 2 and there were some mimics in there. Okay, that makes sense now. But yeah, I don't like Double Masters. That's probably the reason why I will never play him. Yeah. 
I would be okay with Weird coming out tomorrow and saying that Double Masters was no longer a thing. I mean, <laughs> there there are some times where I've brought them and it's been good. The times I like drop them on Zip, um, but I would also just because I do like being a purist when it comes to like the fluff and flavor of a keyword that I would prefer it if you just brought one master. I would be totally on board with that. Yeah, I mean, that's something that we've been kind of talking about, you know, me and, and some of the locals after this event and how how much having the double masters really seemed to skew some matchups and, and we're, we're considering moving to singles only um, for future events. But we'll see. I gotta, we, That might be kind of a knee-jerk reaction. I got to think about it. Yeah, I mean, and I think other people have kind of gone to the recommendation of types of tournaments. So just rotating it, we're like, hey, this month you can just play single, this month play doubles, this month henchmen only. So uh, you you could have some fun with that if you had a good meta that had like tournaments every month yeah. or every other month. I yeah, the only issue that. that I have are Dead Man's Hands, Dead Man's Masters or whatever it is. I just, I keep that... Keep that stuff out of competitive play, please. Yeah, yeah they're way super ultra they're busted, too yeah. busted, and yeah, they're... Uh, they shouldn't be played. I don't know who's even doing that, but that shouldn't happen. It, it exactly. And I brought it. I was like to the TO. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" No, Our Atlanta peeps like doing that. They're like, "Oh yeah, if somebody wants to play them. Why not?" Totally, it's like, because yeah, they're it's fucking totally good, and it. I don't have any like, games. They against. Yeah, save that after you play against Ramos or Colodi and get your shit pushed in. Yeah, they oh, were God. taken we out of the it. game for a reason. Like, yeah, I mean. What I want to see is an equivalent to what in I know it's gonna sound weird, but uh, War Machine used to have like a Masters kind of thing. It's a special type of tournament that was only done for like conventions, basically. And every now and then you'll see it on the local level, which would have their own like restrictions. So, like you can only buy this stuff. You can only have this stuff. You have uh, this much of a sideboard. That I want to see that so, for Malifold. something, and this is kind of so you're talking more of like an army composition score, no, which I do think it, no, well, no. if you're not, if you're not, then I so if you're not, then I, I'm going to talk about it, but okay, go, go ahead and finish it. if you're saying no. My point was just like a limitation on like, okay, you can have, for example, in Vassal, they tried you can only have a total combined 15 points for versatile and out of keyword models. And it worked really, really well. And I haven't seen that in normal. Yeah, so going into what you're talking about, Dixon, this is War Machine. It was also pretty heavy into Warhammer Fantasy and 40K competitive-wise, too, Hmm. where there are really good things. And depending on how good they are, so there there was always best, like, like, who won the tournament, but then there was best general score. So you had kind of had two first places in a lot of events. And the way that worked is, you know, best, best, you know, winner just won all their games or highest score or whatever. Best general included things like paint scores. It also included uh, wins, but it also included army comp, which means that if you brought some broken shit, like I remember there was a list back in the day where you could bring like three steam tanks in an empire list. And that was busted at that time. Or same thing with Skaven. Skaven had some really or just bullshittery going on. Demons in yeah. seventh, I think it was. Hell Pit Abominations. Jesus, yeah. Take so, the wheel. Yeah, Jesse knows <laughs> what I'm talking about with that. But <laughs> the point is, if you brought some of those broken things or the stronger things, that would bring your comp score down. So you still could bring them. But when it came to best general of just all this added points, 
you lost points for that. Um, And depending on the tournament, you could even cap it where you could say no more than, you know, two of this type or no more than two of this. So Army Comp really made it where you could customize your tournament. You still had the hyper competitive where you could just go for bloodlust, but you also had best general, which included painting Army Comp and win. So I, I do think that a competitive scene as it grows in the United States, that would be something cool to start in corp, you know, putting into that. Um, I just think yeah. it takes TOs to do it, just kind of brainstorming and, and figuring that out. Yeah. yeah. I always like best general because it, it kind of gives, you know, somebody who's not playing a hyper competitive, you know, go for the wins when at all costs, yep. something to go for at a tournament. So yep. like if they know that they're not going to be shooting for podium, it gives them something else to focus on. Yeah, because I've seen best general, which essentially, once again, is just like another first place. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. a different type of first. I've seen somebody as low ranking as I think sixth or eighth win that. So mm-hmm. with paint scores and comps, they've they've won it. Mm-hmm. The problem so. would be comp because how do you how would you consider comp in Mammothful would be a problem. That's the reason why I I, I like that simple fifteen points uh, first so out of keyboard. You you can do it that way, Dixon. So you can say it's finally like a yes or no matrix. So right. Did you bring less than 15 points of versatiles or out of keyword? Okay, you got plus X amount of points. If you go over that, you get minus X amount of points. Um, so did you bring a double master? You lose this many points. So there's definitely ways for you to score that. Yep. That would work in Malifaux. Yeah, That's it just fair. takes some takes some consensus. It's, a, it's basically just a rubric. And, That's yeah. the way it goes. It's just you measure what you brought each round and you would either gain or lose points depending on you what that two, is. You two are very experienced tournament organizers, so I can definitely see you guys working. I can out. run some big fucking events, let me tell you. I've, yeah. I've done it before in other games. Hey, man. I, I'm just. I'm not saying that you can. I'm saying that maybe you should do the first. It's one of those things where it's just, you know, I've, as far as Malifaux, like I know I got plenty of tabletop experience, but as far as Malifaux goes, I've really been building up a knowledge of the game I mean, when we first started the podcast Malifaux-wise, it was kind of like, cool, I shot stuff and things died. And now it's actually more like, oh, cool, here's some schemes and strats and here's how you can do this. And that is actually probably more useful information. Oh, God. Whereas, (laughs) you know, there wasn't a lot of that in the first couple episodes of Malifaux. I've played the game since like fucking V1 or V.5 or whatever the hell it was back in the day. But like, I... I can tell you right now, the game is like significantly different in all four versions of the game that I played. Like one, yeah. 1.5, two, and in V3 are all like the only thing that's like concurrent in all three versions is there's soul stones and there's uh, a deck of cards, and that's it. It's like so the models feel say, very different. I will say this, and I, I'm curious to see what you guys think about this. I do get a feeling with the Malifaux community that they're a little hesitant to maybe bring in some new things from other game systems, especially with um, organized play. So I know clocks is a big one that there's a lot of people that hate it, which I'm a proponent of. I do think in a competitive tournament setting, clocks are needed in a competitive tournament setting. And then two, I think that when you talk about stuff, like I'm talking about army composition, talking about limiting events, that can turn some people off too. But I think what we need to kind of get more on board with as a community, we need to start testing our organized play documents 
that way we can get into something that's more settled and agreed upon as a community of Malifaux, right? So I think we need to experiment a little bit more. I have a feeling a lot of people are hesitant to explore those options, though. Yeah, I feel I, I, I agree. I feel like a lot of the community members are hesitant to. I think that those adjustments to organized play in other games were kind of born and bred out of the fact that there was a lot of balance issues yeah. in those games. There are certainly still balance issues in Malifaux, but they're not as rampant as they are in 40K is kind of the poster child for that old fantasy. Um, you know, that that had some significant issues too. So I think there's maybe a little bit less need of some of the organized play adjustments. Yeah. Um, the clock thing, I'm starting to come around on. I'm, I'm unconvinced, but I'll, I'm going to try it. So. Yeah, I think the uh, the one rule set that we got actually from uh, Nick out in Texas, the apparently the Vassal people have started using, mm-hmm. and basically it just you you do the clock like normal, um, and that's going to take some feeling out to just to feel when the clock needs to be switched from player to player. Um, coming from Guild Ball, it's not super bad. It's pretty easy yeah. to get used to once you get used to it. I think there's and, a clock in Vassal now, right? Yeah, and that's what yeah. I was saying. And that's then what happens with Vassal yeah. is when the clock runs out. So if I, it, let's say Chris and I are playing and I lose my clock and I'm at zero, I can no longer react offensively. Essentially, I'm just, Chris gets to keep activating until either the game's done or until his clock runs out. Mm-hmm. I can only react defensively. So okay. I can still cheat in for defensive flips. But yeah. essentially, I'm done scoring. Um, yep. No, no, you're not done that scoring. Are, that are currently on the board, though, is what I'm saying. You're like done you can't, activating. You can still score. Yeah. So well, I'm saying you can't activate to score. So I can't drop any more schemes. I can't, you know, right. set up yeah. this or that. But if you had claim jump and you had your model, if you there, still have it. You, you would it, yeah. still, yeah, yeah. you would still get it. I love that, that idea. Yeah, and we're actually, I mean, we haven't been able to play it because I've been playing some outcast shit, which <laughs> Chris is like, God, slow playing the shit out of me. Oh, man, like... B, you're, you're at 20 minutes now. Turn is complicated, okay? The minion, come on. What was it, turn two? Like, turn two, a full game and turn two? No, we're not getting, no, stop bringing it. Listen, I, I don't want to hear this shit Let for like the, the next rain episode. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with it. It's fine. <laughs> Good, because I don't want to hear you bitching anymore about it. Oh, my God. Uh, you sound like me losing to Nexus. Two turns. Until I, until I see him again in an organ in an organized event, and I have to call a judge over and be like, this dude's slow playing the shit out of me. I just... I, I'm good. Oh my so, God. so we've covered like four episodes worth of content in one episode. What are we <laughs> well, at? Like two know, and a half hours? No, two hours. Yeah. This is like hurting cats. And well, and listen, so, and I know people that are listening to the podcast already know this, but I actually, that's what I like about our episodes and podcasts usually is we, we have a generic thing that I try to keep everybody on. It's harder with three of you fuckers, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, I do like when we get off topic because it is just a conversation where it's just, you know, bitching and trying to figure shit out. And um, I'll tell you what, though, Jesse, that's what they like about our podcast. Yeah, I know. To bring it all back together, though, I will say that with LVO and then with Captain Con. I think the United States is starting to really kind of feel the tournament scene and really wanting to get into it. Um, and at the end of the rainbow, we can see that, you know, we have um, what the hell you call it in DC there. Um, Nova. Nova. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 
So Nova is going to be a good time. I know Chris and I are planning to go to that. Maybe yeah, I do not have my daughter, plane. so I really want to go. Dixon, yeah. get on a plane. I'm hoping to be there. Yeah, that way we'll, if there's a team we'll smuggle you in the States. play with Pete. Good God, I want to. <laughs> I really do. Um, so, yeah, just I think just whoever's running your tournaments, just get them going, get practicing. And once again, if you if your tournament in the United States has eight or more people, you can report the results to the people that are doing the uh, U.S. Oh, photo tour. tour so. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which hopefully they get a website on because yeah, I'm not on Facebook, so I'd like to see this stuff on a page. I don't, I don't care how much it sucks. Fuck Facebook, I'm not on it. Shut up, Chris. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> it um, up. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm an old man. I gotta get to sleep. Gotta get to sleep. Um, so, real quick, Jesse, uh, I know you got your boring conversation, but is there anything else coming up that you want to plug or anything else you want to share? Um, no, I mean, we're finally going to get around to recording our Captain Con episode this weekend. There you go. Had to get like two weeks to go by so I could clear my head a little bit. I'm going to work on putting together a scoring spreadsheet for uh, the event to show uh, masters played, win rates, all that kind of thing. That's a little bit of a slog. So I'm going to chip away at that this yeah, weekend. And so we definitely that share that with me uh, when oh, you get, get the breakdown because yeah, I would yeah. like to post that so people can you know, see the breakdown, faction breakdown, what masters were brought into which pools. People love yep. that. Yeah, I can't wait yep. to I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that together. I don't think I'll have it done before we actually get into the podcast recording on Sunday night, but yeah. I'm going to try to do it tomorrow and then we can use that as a topic. Um, that'd be a lot of fun, but um, yeah, aside from that, just, you know, check us out in your pod feed. Uh, I'm sure we'll be posting updates as we go. And then, um, I'm going to post some pictures of the best painted crew because I just realized that I did not do uh, that. I, that's what I was Whoops. salty about. I was like, how could Jesse not pick my Bayou painted crew with the Mecha Meemaw model? Or my Seeker painted crew. They oh, were beautiful. Um, to be fair, I do not claim uh, I do not claim fault for that because I didn't judge the paint at all. I had two other uh, neutral parties judge and it for me. to be fair, that Bass crew was amazing looking. Dude, so. it's dope. That sandworm looks bananas. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate everybody coming on. Uh, Great. I mean, it's hard to get nerds talking, but I'm glad we're, you know, loser enough where we can talk on a Friday. So good job. No, can someone from from Weird please comment on the English Ivan versus Lucky? They don't care. They're going to leave it in limbo. I mean, pretending like they listen. It's literally the only interaction that says attacker first, but not in this case. It's dumb. But anyways. Hmm. A little side note, uh, I forgot to say this last episode, but uh, this episode is going to be the, actually, why not? I think, hmm, I'll figure it out. Shut up. But we're on, we're at our 150th episode, so we've been. Some episode number, yes. We've been doing it for 150. Woo! Oh my goodness. Closer to to 200. 200, we'll do something fun. We'll do something fun for 200. All right. That being said. Chris, sign us off because you're the one that wants to get out of here. No. Flip tables and flip cards? What is it? I don't know. Opposite, but close enough. Flip Flip cards, flip flip tables. tables. See everybody later.